is a Bramble Jam podcast. Hello, <laughs> it's Brad, and I love Netflix Christmas movies. I'm Dan. I despise that voice and Netflix Christmas movies. I'm Jax, and I want to live in a Netflix Christmas movie. I'm Alonzo, and I'm suddenly feeling very seen by Netflix Christmas movies. And this is the, the Deck the Netflix whoa, 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 podcast. What are you doing? my fault. <laughs> Hello, everybody. What's Happy up? Saturday to you. It is mm-hmm. another episode of Deck the Netflix the uh, Pimentolo. What's it called when it's the second to last? Penultimate. <laughs> the Pimentolo. You said Pimentola, and I don't even know what you were trying to do there. Hey, we got there. We did. Uh, only one more Saturday to get to spend with you guys. Uh, we decided it would not be wise to put out an episode on Christmas Day. Get out of town. I know. Only one more chance to actually get the title of this podcast correct at <laughs> the top exact, of that, the podcast. That is true. Which but, I get it right every time. But how about that? We're only problem. two Saturdays away from Christmas. Can you guys believe that? Where does the, this? I, I figured out that the reason that I let myself indulge in Christmas media all year long is because this uh, this window just disappears. Just disappears. Dan it's, feels it's, the exact same. One way. way to look at it, <laughs> <laughs> for sure. Uh, you're you're over Christmas movies. I am over Christmas movies for sure. I love the Christmas season, and I love it because it is like a vapor. Like it's this great, fun, cheery time for five, four or five weeks. And I really get in the Christmas spirit. I got a giant inflatable Buddy the Elf outside my house right now. Okay? Yeah, that my kids was not are your life. doing, though. But the the energy of my kids, like, is they love it. There's they, even lights on your porch this year. Also right. not your doing. but mm-hmm. No, but uh, I love it. It makes me happy. And I just want to say this. I put up uh, Christmas lights in my neighborhood. On my house, obviously, not ever. To you didn't put house. everybody. Okay. No. Uh, early November, and I and I feel like this year there are more lights on our street, Dan, than there's than any ever other been. Street in the neighborhood. And I think I don't want to say I inspired people, but when you give people a little Christmas spirit early on, you're well, like, you know what? That does look nice. The couple across the street from me, down two houses toward Lawrence, they've always been very <sighs> festive. Very good. Very festive. Very good. Uh, they there's no way they were. They, no, no, no. Yeah. I'm just saying there's an influx of houses this That's year true. that have yeah. not gotten in on Our the action Our street before. is the most festive street in the neighborhood, for sure. Because my kids were loving looking. We tried to drive around, and every other street, just nothing. <laughs> but our street, we did You're like, um, we were talking about Brooklyn before the podcast started, and there's a neighborhood called Diker Heights where mm-hmm. everyone goes and visits all the lights, and it sounds like your street might rival that. Oh, of course. Oh, yeah. Does. We are the Diger Heights of Greenville, <laughs> South Carolina. Yeah. That's for darn sure. Uh, we are talking single all the way this mm-hmm. week. Uh, big hype, big to do. Does it live up to it? That's the question on everybody's mind. Okay. <laughs> and that's what we're going to. Are you to. like the guy that in, in the pregame for like a title fight? Like, what are you doing right now? We are here tonight, <laughs> the week that everything has been gearing up towards <laughs> single all the way. People have been stopping us in the street to ask, <laughs> that's does right. it live up <laughs> to the advance hype? <laughs> 
Let's find out. They Sing- were not. <laughs> Single all the way. Uh, originally aired on, give me a second, uh, December 2nd, 2021 on the Netflix. And it went a little something like this. This movie makes it perfectly clear from second one that it is not a Hallmark movie with a photo shoot of shirtless hunky Santas. We meet Peter, who I think manages social media clients, something like that. I don't really know what social media is in general, but I imagine there's jobs around it. Uh, it's heading. Uh, he's heading to a party with his best friend Nick and his boyfriend Tim, except Tim is too busy at work and gets to the party late. And it turns out that Tim is Steve Lund. Steve Lund. Uh, Steve Pe- Lund. <laughs> Peter. Steve Lund. <laughs> That's the last one. I promise it's the last one. Uh, Peter also really loves plants. Uh, Peter really wants Tim to come home with him for Christmas so that his family won't give him a hard time. And Tim says yes. One day, Nick is uh, putting uh, uh, Christmas lights on someone's house. That's his job. And uh, he's uh, talking to this woman who owns the house. And her husband shows up. And who is her husband? Steve Lund. Steve Lund. It's Tim. Dang it, Steve Lund. Steve Lund. Uh, So Peter obviously calls things off and is sad as he packs. And so Peter pitches his idea to Nick. Come home with me for Christmas and pretend that we are finally in a relationship. Everyone will get off my back. And after some convincing, he says yes. But before he can do that, Peter's mom sets him up on a blind date with her new, uh, 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 what's it called with the with the bikes? Trainer. Yeah, trainer. Uh, thank you. And uh, so he has to say uh, yes to that. His name is James. So yeah, he ends up going, and James is uh, Luke McFarlane. And, uh, and we're all enjoying that. And he's having a good time. Peter's dad isn't so sure and uh, talks to Nick about how he always thought that they would end up together. That type of thing. Uh, Peter goes on a second date but feels torn about being away from his family so much because they go for an all-day skiing excursion. Saw him live. Uh, But still has fun and they end up kissing. He decides to call it a night early after getting a picture of Nick with his nephews. And uh, he comes home and he talks to Nick about and the entire family. Uh, they're all watching out the window and they're all talking about how cute they are together and stuff like that. And um, Peter tells Nick that he's thinking about moving home after the holiday season. And Nick tells him that he would really miss him. And then Nick shows off the Christmas lights that he put on his family's house. And I took a picture of it because I loved it so much. And it is my inspiration for next year, Dan. Wow. Didn't you like it? You're going to do that next year? You liked it, huh? I loved it, but I don't think you can pull it off. Gauntlet Throne. (laughs) Good Lord. Dude, that was extravagant. I just think it's a lot, man. I mean, I love you. So Peter and Nick. Oh, Brand, I think you can do it. Thank you. Oh my gosh, Jax. Let that fuel you, Brand. It starts now. So Peter and Nick in the process are are uh, helping with a uh, a Christmas pageant of sorts, and they're doing some things and getting in the spirit. Um, and Nick is kind of starting to to think about this. 
to think about what it might look like to to be in love with Peter. Is he in love with Peter? I don't know. And then and Peter keeps hanging out with Luke McFarlane, and they're having a wonderful time. Uh, Peter gets some word from work that that thing with the Santas at the beginning, they don't like it. They want it to be more real. So he takes Nick outside and shoots some pictures of him with some shaving cream on his face, and Nick blows uh, wind into the air. Fog, fog you get breath. it and yeah. uh it Visible is breath. it is really something and so later that day he goes out with luke mcfarland and he has luke mcfarland do some pictures as well and he does some fog and the breath in the air is it as sexy i don't know depends on who you ask depends on who you ask is exactly right jacks um and so we then get to see peter do a fun little dance to britney spears which i will say I've never done that exact choreography, but I do dance to that song every single time it's on. And uh, Nick's walk in, and they all dance together, and it, they're just kind of having like this this moment, you know. And Peter was talking to uh, his uh, his nieces, and they were all like, you know, I really think that Nick's like you. And Peter started, he's like, I, I, I maybe that that would be great. So it's time for the big pageant, and after the pageant, Nick tells Peter how he feels, and Peter's kind of kind of weird about it. He doesn't know how to respond to it. And Peter's like, I'm moving home. And Nick is like, oh. And then Luke McFarlane walks in and is like, the three of us should go out and get drinks. And Nick's like, no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go. And so Peter and Luke McFarlane are out there. They're getting drinks. And Luke McFarlane basically is like, I know that you and, and Nick have something special. I'm gonna, I'm gonna uh, check out of this one and enjoy this guy who sings an original Christmas song every year at the bar. And it's fantastic. Catalina wine mixer. And uh, so Peter goes to try to find Nick, but Nick's nowhere to be found. Nick has packed it up, baby. He's leaving. But on his way out of town, he got a, uh, a little ping from his work saying, hey, we got a task for you to do, you little rabbit. And so he goes to paint this uh, shop in town, and he walks in, and he sees it, and he's like, Oh, wow, this is a really nice shop. Peter trying to find Nick everywhere. Where is he at? He's on his way to try to find him at the airport and in the process drives through town, sees the rental car, walks into the little shop, and Nick is like, I'm right, I'm right here. It's no big deal. And Peter's like, oh, my gosh, I got to tell you how I feel. I love you, too. And Nick is like, I love you. And also, I got this for you. We can, You can open a plant shop. I paid for six months' rent. And they're like, oh, my gosh, this is amazing. Um, and uh, Peter's like, I do want to come home, but I want to come with me and that's all that nick needed and they kiss and uh and uh they they head home and they uh the, the family's all excited and they kiss and the, they and nick finishes his kids book well gives it to the kids to read it's a big thing and now my friends was single, single all the way. way we did it let's take a quick break come back we'll break this movie down with see if uh, it lives up to the hype <laughs> you get it <laughs> Sometimes the holidays are uncomfortable. People talk too much. You get a little, eat a little too much. Dreams get uncomfy, whatever it might be. But one thing that doesn't have to be uncomfortable is your bra. With third love, comfort is always a given. The holidays can be hectic and stressful and uncomfortable, but this season, give the gift of comfort with third love, your one-stop shop for all of the women in your life. You can give them comfort and give them something they will use over and over again. There is nothing quite like 
the third love fitting room quiz. That is like your personal shopper. It helps you find the perfect bra size for you. My wife has used third love and she absolutely loved not only the fitting room quiz, but how responsive the people at third love were to fix anything that might not be correct with your bra. And they give you a, a, a free exchange of return for 60 whole days. And uh, the largest donor of undergarments in the U.S. donating over $40 million worth of bras to help people in need. There's no reason not to support Third Love by going to thirdlove.com slash deck. You're going to get 20% off your first order at thirdlove.com slash deck. That is thirdlove.com slash deck for 20% off. And we're also brought to you by Audible. Discover your holiday love story with Audible, where you can listen to exclusive stories, original podcasts, and more. You can enjoy brand new Audible originals like Hold Me Closer, Tony Danzig, and There's Something About Mary, and Christmas Podcast. Woof. Uh, keep the fire going with romance favorites like Eight Winter Nights and Nick and Noel's Christmas Playlist. Tis the season to get cozy. Go to audible.com slash holiday romance. Audible.com slash holiday romance. Listen now only from Audible. Look, all I'm saying is, is that I have known you for nine or 10 years. You are terrified of heights to do that light thing. You would have to be up really high. And I just don't, I, I don't I, see you doing that. I would absolutely 100% do it for Christmas. But you're terrified of heights. Where yeah. does the. I get on the roof for Christmas. Okay. So I've when done it comes this before. to Christmas, the yes. heights doesn't matter. The heights don't matter. Got it. I, I have gotten on uh, on roofs for Christmas right before. All right. No problem. It is pretty Just keep though. filling that tank, Dan. You're it's, just inspiring it more and more. That's fine. Dude, I, that's you're what gonna I'm here look for. like a fool. <laughs> An absolute fool. Guys, remember this day. Okay. Mark it remember down. this day. I'm Mark it. That's fine. I'm glad you got a picture because I want to see him side by side too. You fool. Because <laughs> this is the man who strung up half a string of lights that were out and then instead of taking them down, just doubled back across. Double back to cross it because half the lights worked. I changed the fuse and everything and it still didn't work. Is that half? inspiring any confidence in you too? He left the ones that. I'm sorry not to be a brand apologist and maybe it's just because I would do the same thing, which is probably equally problematic, but I would probably do that too. So I didn't take them all out Why would I day. waste half a good but strand? Is it going to look as good as the one in the movie? If you do that. Oh, and to be fair, no. Yes. No, okay. But well, if it's, I'm it's really dark and you can't see them, that's exactly you know. right. At night, it, it looks fine. Okay. You wouldn't even have noticed if I didn't tell you. I would have noticed. No, you didn't. I told you. Brandon, I told you. And the only reason why you know is because you're up there close to my house during the day. That's right. How many people are doing that? I don't know everyone that drives by. No, you cannot notice it from the street. Okay. All that, right. that there's a double light. Whatever it takes, man. And I'll say this. I double-stranded to, to even it out. I double-stranded the whole thing to make the lights pop. So more. both sides look unkempt. No, the two strands <laughs> I'm just giving you add more light. I, 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 lo I love that we're spending this time... <laughs> <laughs> where it is my favorite holiday movie of the season. I don't know how everyone else feels talking about brands, lack of lighting. I'm just telling you right now, 
It is just it's like the just, show. The, the, yeah, it is the show. Two straight guys take over. That is what happens here at Deck the Netflix. It's a metaphor. I'm glad you said it so I didn't have no, to. I mean, I, I, thank you. Understood squarely where I was standing at Women the time. And gay guys there. have had it too good for too long right. in the Hallmark recapping as, world. As, as I heard uh, a dear friend say last weekend, when's it going to be our time? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. Um, you fool. Uh, let's start with four segments, the first of which is the hot take where we share exactly how we feel about this movie. Jackson, kind of let the beans spill there, but I will start with you. What did you think about Single all the way? Okay, so yes, I did let the beans spill. What I will say is that aside from, yes, the shirtless stand is the beginning, which I enjoyed, and I think a lot of people did too, I love how wholesome and family friendly this movie bingo yes i really it other than that it was very much now a hallmark-esque movie where i think hallmark is going but that's neither here nor there and i'm talking like elevated hallmark something that rachel wagner wrote about in a review that she did that i thought was great was that from hallmark's podcast she said that you, you get to see a family where there's actually so much love and it's not bickering. And, you know, we get, I wouldn't have minded a little more sexy action, but I love that it was so wholesome. We don't get the kiss till the end. There's no cursing. And we just get to see a bunch of people who really love and like each other and aren't toxic. And it's just really funny. And Jennifer Coolidge, Yes. You know, another another national treasure and attention must be paid. I have it written in my notes. Just Jennifer Coolidge national treasure. So, I mean, I just. Um, Alonzo? Yeah, I, I was delighted. I mean, uh, a couple of years ago when, when the whole Zola uh, controversy happened, I think I made the joke on Twitter. Like, I just want to see two men have the same kind of like chaste romance at Christmas time, uh, you know, in a Hallmark movie that, that, that straight couples have enjoyed for so long. And, you know, this movie, I think, just does it so well because, yeah, it, they, they do dial back on the physicality. But, I mean, it's funny and it's there's a lot of chemistry going on there. Um I mean, plot-wise, this is like a fake boyfriend reverse double back, yes. you know, in a way that I was amazed that they pulled it off and didn't make anybody come off like an idiot. Um, you know, just great performances across the board, uh, uh, wonderful, just like um, dollops of eccentricity. Hallmark never in a million years would let somebody put on a Christmas pageant entitled Jesus H. Christ. Come on. Uh, come on. <laughs> You're right. Good to point that. I need yeah. to walk that The back. shirtless yes, scene and Jesus H. Christ. Those two things. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But like, you know, look, last last year was the was the rainbow explosion. You know, we had Happiest Season. We had Christmas House. We had the Jinx and De La Holiday special. We had Cup of Cheer. Like all Christmas these different setup. things going on. Christmas setup. Exactly. So, you know, I, I, that, that barn door is open. So we're going to get these movies now. And I think this is one that people can kind of point to. Like, this is how you do it really well this is how you incorporate the tropes that you want to see the how you have an interesting family you have you know all that kind of stuff that, that you watch these movies for so yeah loved it uh yeah if you don't like this movie uh, uh i probably don't want to be your friend like <laughs> i you just take a second and ask yourself why don't i like this movie it is a it is a, a, a pretty much a perfect made for tv movie christmas movie like it is has everything that you want in it 
the 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 characters are all delightful. Everybody is giving a fantastic performance. I laughed multiple times. They sneak. They they do a trope and then take the trope away from you. Like I thought it was going to be a fake relationship bit, but it ended up not being. Uh, everything was fantastic, and also the Christmas. It was there. They, mm. The Christmas was what it was. What I wanted. This movie was fantastic. Uh, also, probably my favorite of the year. Uh, just an absolute delight. And uh, there, I, I just I, I couldn't ask for any more. And so I'm very I'm very happy that this movie uh, made an appearance this year. Uh, kudos to to Netflix for making it happen. And uh, the the everybody just knocked it out of the park. Dan? Uh, yeah, I mean I'm just. I, 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 Go ahead. I'm sorry. I just want to throw it real quick before, before Dan talks. Uh, Dave White watched this entire thing willingly and without requirement and enjoyed himself. So there you have it. Um, so that's hope why for hope for the future. It's it's going to be even more surprising that I hate it. No, I'm just kidding. I, I didn't know. Look, I, I'm just going to sound like an echo chamber in here. I had written down that it's the highest quality of fa uh, family friendly entertainment that I've, I've seen uh, from the Netflix crop. And, and it, it is a really funny, fun Christmas movie that I really enjoyed from start to finish. Uh, my favorite thing, aside from the fact that they made what is a movie that Hallmark would make, save for the two instances we talked about, um, it's that there is not a bad guy in this movie. Like, even Steve Lund, Steve Lund, like, even him, they, <laughs> they give him the grace and mercy he probably doesn't deserve to say, hey, I don't know what's going on on his journey, but you know, we don't need to be a part of it right now. Um, and so I was very impressed that it never, it, it had every right to slyly make fun of people that deserve to be made fun of, and it just never did it. It just was funny and fun eccentricities. They, they double back on the trope that you think they're going to do. You laugh hard. You get good character actors. Holy cow. Barry Boswick, great. Jennifer Coolidge. I, guys, I don't, what do we say at this point about Jennifer Coolidge? I could watch her read the phone book. She, in Best in Show, one of my favorite, favorite uh, Christopher Guest movies, one of my favorite movies, the scene where she's sitting by that geriatric dude in the wheelchair and she's like, we love to talk or not talk or talk about not, we could, some days we could spend all day talk about not talking or not talk about not talking. That, like, her doing all that, like, I am just here. If Jennifer Coolidge is in a movie, I don't care if the rest of it's terrible. She's just wonderful. The chemistry between the leads is great. Uh, Luke McFarlane, just fantastic. Um, yeah, yeah, big thumbs up for me. Got, got to see this one. And there's a reason why this year's Hallmark crop is the best it's ever been, and it is because partially they're letting creatives be creative, which I think is important, but also they're feeling this competition. Yeah. This is, is fantastic and hopefully continues to push uh, Hallmark, the, the 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 team that people still think of when they think of these type of Christmas movies, yeah. to keep raising the bar because this this uh, I think is going to help them do that, and I'm very excited about that. To to make movies that have been really good this year, it makes me excited for the future after seeing this and knowing that you know Hallmark's probably going to be taking notes as well. Uh, let's get to all the feels part of the show. We talk about what in this movie gave us feels. Jax. I mean, I could go on and on. Um, I think I'll I think I'll go with what gave me um, the most giggly feels um, when. Well, a few things. So when Luke McFarlane's character and Michael Yuri's character go on their initial first date and they have the hot chocolate 
<laughs> I thought it was so sweet and funny and romantic. And Michael Gurry did a great job of spit take. We know those are hard. Brand, we've seen you do them on TikTok. Thank you. <laughs> um, but they're difficult. And then I didn't expect Luke McFarland at this nerdy, funny moment. So that was great. And then you talked about it in the um, when you did the little recap section. When Nick and Peter had that moment where they're both doing the doing the blowing, if you will, mm-hmm. and it is just so Boy. romantic and but in a chaste, sensual way, almost if that's possible. And then, of course, he doesn't have the vibes with Luke. And I love when the two teenage girls who you think, and I was worried about this because I thought I saw this going here with um, both sets of sisters, the the mom and, you know, our icon, national treasure, and then the younger girls. I was afraid their relationships were going to be extremely catty, and I got nervous that that was the kind of representation we were going to see of women's movie, but it wasn't. It was spot on, but when they are in bed together, the sisters, so that Nick and Peter have to share a bed and Nick and Peter are just sitting there. (laughs) It's just so nervous, but you can feel this warmth. I was, I was having all of the feelings. It was great. Alonzo. Yeah, we haven't mentioned Philemon Chambers yet, by the way, who who is he and Michael Urey are our least. They're just fantastic. (laughs) They have, they have amazing chemistry. Yeah, that moment with the the with the visible breath is really hot, and at the same time, yes, it's very chaste, and it's also a reminder that almost no Hallmark movies ever have visible breath in them because they're all yeah. shot in August. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you know, definitely, I got the feels from them. I I loved. I thought I thought McFarlane was really great in this, and I love the fact that 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 the movie is smart enough to present this guy not as your typical Baxter, but like as a potential Mr. Right. Like there's nothing wrong with him. And he and Michael Urie also have chemistry. It's just a thing that Michael Urie needs to wind up with, you know, his best friend. And then, um, (coughs) sorry. Um, Jennifer Coolidge, Jennifer Coolidge, Jennifer Coolidge. Yes. Uh, Having, having a great year, like the white Lotus killing it. Oh my gosh. she has a supporting role in a, an indie film called Swan Song that I love this, this year, where it's not the usual kind of Jennifer Coolidge role, and she gets to play like a woman with a lot of rage and is is just something to behold. It's a great, great performance. And then here, she is channeling this thing that Dave and I have been talking about. Uh, there was a there was a, a show that would happen here in, in Los Angeles called Beverly Winwood Presents the Actors Showcase, and the premise was <laughs> you were going to see students from an acting school putting on scenes in the hopes that casting directors and managers would want to hire them, and so you'd have groundlings comedians pl- playing terrible actors, oh. and you get like big names like she, I, we saw Cheryl Hines in it and, and and Paul Rubens and uh, some amazing people. Wow, the last. The last sketch would always be Jennifer Coolidge as the mother of an actress who's doing the glass menagerie. And the girl Ugh. gets like runs off stage and pukes as soon as the scene starts. So then out comes her mother to do it for her. And it's Jennifer Coolidge in this like sort of tight white skirt suit. Like, oh, my glass menagerie. Oh, 
oh, man. funniest thing you've ever seen in your life. And and I was getting hints of that character in this character, and just everything was a delight. Oh, she could, every time she was directing a child in that play, <laughs> I was losing it. But I will say this, we didn't mention Philmon Chambers, we didn't mention Michael, you're, the problem is, is when you have Jennifer Coolidge in a movie, yeah. it tends to be <laughs> what people, yeah, there's nothing you can do about that. Mm. Even in like White Lotus, which she was hysterical in that too. Um, no. So that does that does have it's a double edged sword there. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, obviously the breath is. I have seen hundreds of uh, love realized scenes doing this job, and uh, I've yet to see it, it via breath. And so, a uh, job well done, uh, fantastic scene. Um, and I gotta say, uh, I love that Britney Spears song so much <laughs> i in fact think that it's a better christmas anthem than all i want for christmas is you don't at me and uh Boy. i appreciate that they oh, gave that song the time there. that it deserved in a dance scene to it and uh it made it just made me happy because i just i love that song and i dance every time i see it and so i had never really wanted to have a choreographed dance to it and now i'm glad that i have one provided for there me. you have it Dan? um my biggest feelings was actually i felt bad for luke mcfarland's character yeah. like he the the scene where he just kind of realizes that this isn't going to work out he's finally met a guy in town that he's interested in and then he realizes this guy's heart's already gone and he has to kind of let him go and he just takes the high road and he's just so sweet about it but he plays that heartbreak internally really really well and he does a phenomenal job in that scene that's not something he gets to also not something he gets to do in hallmark movies and i told uh, alonzo i told you this we were talking last week and i like in Hallmark movies, sometimes I give him a hard time because I feel like what they have him do is just not, it's not what he wants to do. And it's, it's not really where his strengths lie, but he was so good in that scene. And, and I, I legitimately felt bad for him. I felt like I understand, you know, Nick and Peter have to get together, but man, was that, was that tough? And then I uh, go ahead. Jack. Oh no, I just love, I love that you point that out because the nuance with which she played that when he mm. sees that Philemon Chambers and Michael Gary are at the pageant together, just looking like best friends who are in love, but it's the loss and the heartbreak of the possibility of Try. what could have been. So it doesn't feel overplayed. It's Try. like he was the excitement level that he had, that he won't be able to get where he is now. But look, I mean, he might be moving to LA. Yeah. He's an influencer yeah. now. Yeah. He's an influencer. So he's good to go. And I also had uh what is happening feelings when the guy from all the Will Ferrell movies who sings at the end of all of his movies shows up and sings oh. a song. I couldn't, like, did you guys recognize that's the guy from like yeah, the cattle from it's Dan, it's, it's Dan Finnerty. It's Kathy Najimi's husband. Yeah. Okay. There you go. I, I didn't, I just was that's like, why he's in this. I just assumed it was a, a Will Ferrell universe thing. Cause he shows up in all of his movies and sings a song. And I'm like, what is he doing? It was a great bit, mm. but I just felt like I, I, it felt very out of place for me, not knowing that backstory. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if they still do it. For a long time, he had a group here that was just called the Dan Band, and yeah. their shtick was that it was an all male band, and they would exclusively sing songs from a woman's POV. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that was their shtick. But yeah, he's Kathy and Jimmy's husband, so that's why he was there for the shoot. There you they have it. There you go. Boom. Uh, let's take one more quick break, and we'll come back with the wait, what's and the what the flicks here on that the Netflix. Did it.
So I just bought a ton of lights during that break. Wow. It's happening. It's happening. <laughs> or do they work? Did you test to see if they work? They're brand. I, of course, gotta, I can't test. You got a sturdy ladder? Yeah, I, I okay. actually do have a sturdy ladder Okay, now. good. I'm glad. I'm pulling for you. No, you're not. I am. You're actively pulling against that me. That is not true. You actively pull against me in lights no, no, and in life. No, you know I love and you. And I don't you know, know I that. Not anymore, you. I don't. You know I love You've you. You've made your feelings perfectly no, no, no. clear. Me saying I don't think you can do it is not me saying I'm not pulling for you. All that I want out of my best friend is to just say I believe in you. I don't need your negativity in my life, Dan. I believe in you, but like gravity still exists. Like you are still I wish who you are. I, I Gravity does. I wish you didn't. <laughs> Brand's got 10 months to go full grizzle. I have 10 months. And here's the best part is, is I hope that I'm wrong. Like I really do. Just yeah, be encouraging happen. for once in your GD life. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's a family friendly show. It could mean anything. Uh, we're back, everybody. Uh, sorry, I got away from Gosh me. darn, of course. Daggum right. Um, let's talk about the wait what's part of the show. We talk about what is me made us go wait what, Jax? So I didn't have any wait what's about the quality of the movie or things didn't match up, but I, I was feeling uncomfortable when Michael Urie is on the date with Luke McFarlane and they're on the ski lift and he's on his phone so much. Look, I understand that you're getting all these photos of you with your family and your very attractive roommate, but I just, I, I, it made me sad for the whole situation that yeah, was going on with that. Yeah. yeah, exactly, exactly. And it was just felt, it felt so rude in that moment. Um, I didn't honestly in this, I was just on cloud nine the entire time, just laughing my took us off. So I didn't really have anything that made me go. I don't understand what's happening. I thought it was pretty much perfect. Ooh, wow. Let's find out if the rest of us feel the same way. Alonzo. I've got a few. Don't worry. <laughs> I had a, I had a couple of minor ones. Uh, so we are led to understand that this children's book uh, has sold really, really well that enough to enable him to like take out this six month lease on a, on a retail space at the end of the film. Uh, my only thing is with Nick, it's like, if you have earned that kind of money, maybe the first thing you do is not have a roommate anymore. Yes. You know, like I, I think <laughs> it, 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 the, the, it should be so clear that obviously he's in, he's in love with Peter by the fact that he didn't move out when he could afford to do so. That's exactly I right. Think, I think after age like 25 or so, you really just don't have a roommate anymore unless you just really want to live with that person. All can, the time. can I tell you how I rationalize that? How's that? The fact that he does that and is still a task rabbit. Mm. Um, yeah. I thought that it's because when you come into money quickly after not making money for a long time, you don't trust uh, it. You don't trust it. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. No, that's I like fair. the task yeah. rabbit thing. I, th I didn't think of it that way, but he clearly is just, he's just socked all that book money and he's just trying to make yeah. a living with what he does. But I thought the same thing you did, Alonzo. It's like, there's no world if you, you know, <laughs> Yeah, I just I think at some point you like you want your own apartment, you know, what can yeah. I say? Uh, 
the the fake tree shaming in this movie is off the charts. I love it. So, <laughs> Here for Kathy it. Kathy Najimy brings home a white tree with different ornaments, and everybody is just giving her nonstop spilkus about it. As they should. Well, I, like, you know what? <laughs> it's a gigantic house. Have two trees. Have the real tree with the old-fashioned family ornaments and let her have her tree. Why? Well, she's the one putting all the work in because Michael, you're like, oh no, 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 I'll clean up the needles and then never does. That's right. <laughs> I just want to say, this is one of my way what's. I, if you want to move away from real tree, a white artificial tree is not the way to do that to your family. Yeah. That's not the way to get them on your side. You ease them into it with a beautiful green artificial oh, tree and then work your way up to white if that's your listen, deal. Listen, at the Thompson households, we had a real tree our entire life. And then when my brother and I were grown, married, one day my dad let us know, hey, son, we're but like he literally let us know like four or five months early artificial tree and then they got one that was like pretty big it looked really re like born. there was a lot of like steps to prepare everyone you walk into stark white tree with white ornaments if you're used to a real tree it's not your first uh, uh, starting point yes let her have it but also why <laughs> Granted, but I'm just saying they got room for both. Yeah, they, sure. they don't need to make such a yeah. big to do about it. Fair. Uh, and then just the, this, this is the family of no boundaries, but uh, you know, yeah, uh, mine probably is too. So I can't even <laughs> count that as a way. What? <laughs> um, I, there's just you it, to to make such a uh, a big scene about how the tree is so big it doesn't fit oh, on top boy. of the car. Listen. To then bring it inside, and that and thing's a little dinker. Yeah. That thing's a little dinker inside. Trying, guys. It like, thinks, just, why? Why? It's 12 foot tall on the car. It, it is, is maybe seven feet tall in the house. Yeah. Like, guys, I just try a little bit here. Just a little bit. You just got to match it up. Oh, my just match goodness. match it up. Not even close. Um, I just, I don't know who this person is that, like, I think it's either the 23rd or, the, or Christmas Eve that has said, you know, I guess I really do want Christmas lights on my house. I'm going to hire a task rabbit. Uh, what, what's the deal with that person? Yeah. What's the deal with that person? Didn't see it coming. I want these for three days. Yeah. That's what really three days. Counts. At yeah. least somebody else is doing it. Not me. Yeah. Uh, Dan, those are both my two of mine. Um, this movie does something that I've seen several movies do. And I, I, I always forget <laughs> to point it out, but um, Steve Lund's character, Steve Lund. he is on his second cocktail and the hospital needs him. And and I just, like, at what point are we a second martini in and go, look, surgery's not going to wait. Surgery well, waits here's for the no thing. man. Here's the answer to that. The hospital didn't call. His wife did. Ooh, yeah. That's how, right. that's how, that's how you clearly they that. bought it. Clearly everyone there bought the fact that he was going to the hospital. It's like 3 a.m. and he uh, wakes up in the middle of the night. Maybe he shouldn't have gone. <laughs> Wait a minute. I hope everything turned out okay. Should Is I report him? I don't know. Um, I, I will say, as somebody from Family of Doctors, you were either on call or not That's on exactly call. right. There but is not... I, 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 I think you can maybe get away with that with laymen who wouldn't know that distinction. And so, yeah, I think totally the wife called. But the, but the, <laughs> the idea that it's like, they're probably not going to call. What's a couple of drinks? Um, that's, that's not in the Hippocratic Oath. No, it's not. <laughs> to do no harm. <laughs> Maximum two cocktails on call. Uh, the, the, uh, listen, the fog, uh, the, the breath, seeing the breath scene is really cool. But it is undercut mightily by the fact that the rest of both of those scenes contain no visible breath in them at all. And that's unfortunate. Uh, 
I watched very carefully as no one, you can see no one's breath in the rest of the scene aside from during the frame where they shoot the thing. Are you saying thing. the breath is fake? We, do I don't know. Do we need to take this to the tape? We're going to need to because the, I'm on a plane watching this movie. I don't even have mobile service, so I don't have any distraction. And I rewound the mm. first one. The second one, I didn't pay close attention. The first one, I watched it. Nobody has, you don't see their breath at all until that one thing mm. happens. It's a great scene, and I hate to detract from it, but it was just you from a continuity. You a love little it. bit. A little bit I do. A little bit I do. That's fine. Just like you yeah. love yeah. being a fool. <laughs> All right, buddy. Uh, and then lastly, and this is another really sweet scene, and so I hate to do this, but I'm, you know, they don't call me Grumpy Dan for nothing. Uh, the scene where he has to, Nick and Peter have to get in bed together. Super sweet scene. I, I'm just here to tell you, if Peter shows up to his bed and both of his nieces are in his bed, that means that there are other beds that are open. Right? True. Is that like one of the nieces had been sleeping with uh, Nick? Yes. Oh, he could, I, that is a good one. He, I like, know. why in the world would he not go get a like, come on now. Right. Like I, I saw it and I was like, so he's going to sleep in the dumb nieces. bed. no, no, no. That room is just vacant, I guess. <sighs> and they look at each other after they pull it off, like nailed it. He'd never go to our room and sleep in an empty bed. <laughs> like I just. Maybe I could. They set their own bed on fire. <laughs> they have really committed to the bed. That's right. Yeah, that's what that. I got. Uh, it's time for what the flicks. It's about the uh, questions that we're still wondering that we would love some answers to. Now that we've seen this movie, Jax, what are you still wondering about? I mean, I want to live in this world. Oh, As yeah. I said at the beginning of this, I mean, I want to go to Jennifer Coolidge's theater camp. <laughs> I want to build the sets. I want to put on the costumes. I want to be in the show. I want her to admonish me. I want my gunkles to cheer me on. I mean, really, I'm more their age now, so I guess not. But I want to be there as the plain Jane Mary in the pageant. Like, this whole world, I was so charmed by. All of the lines, too, that were very self-referential about Jennifer Coolidge knowing that she's a gay icon were hilarious, too. Yes. obsessed with me. I, yeah. I don't know so why. Perfect. So perfect. So perfect. And one of the lines I wrote down that I thought was so funny um, was that when the... Let me make sure I can find it. Um, when the two tweens were saying nick is hot nick is a 10 and peter's a 10 in new hampshire fantastic I love that they got <laughs> that nick is a 10 anywhere and that their gunkle is you know he's very attractive he's a 10 here but in la yeah come on he's probably around as 6.57. It's like that 30 Rock where Liz Lemon goes to Cleveland and suddenly she's a model. That's right. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> so I want to know more about everything. There I want to live there. I want a part two. I want a part three. Make this a sitcom. What do we have to do? <laughs> uh, Lonzo? Well, uh, you know, Jack's kind of opened the door last week to the idea of like Santa having an arrangement. And all I'm saying is if Nick and Peter are going to settle in this town and maybe, you know, Luke McFarlane is also going to be in this town. Oh, boy. Like, you know. oh, oh, boy. <laughs> he drinks. He takes a sip of his drink after that. Man. Yeah. Let's just see what happens. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> 
um, the question that I, I am still wondering. It's impossible. I have three jokes, and it's impossible to tell them. I'm sorry. Exactly. So task rabbits. Let's talk about task rabbits. Come on. Because mm. this seems like a huge liability. They just like do I what I would like. Do you have to get like approved to be like a good like, hey, I know how to hang I'm lights. OK, come out here, like show us what you can do, because in this he hangs Christmas lights. He's also a painter, does a, some other task like it seems like a very like, OK, if you're decent at it, you can do this. Like, it seems like a liability. Steve Lund's roof is real high. Yeah. Real high. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, I need to know about TaskRabbits because as far as I know, a, a, a service like this, like Uber for tasks, that could also be dangerous. I don't think it exists. I'm here it, for it. It, it. it does. It does? So yeah. as, as someone Big who city. is very uh, immersed and has worked in the gig economy in New York City, that's exactly what TaskRabbit is. And you get verified to do all these things. Like, you can get reviews, but that's exactly what you do, and it doesn't take much to become a TaskRabbit. So you can um, you can get approved yeah. to do dangerous jobs so they pretty did, easily. They didn't make up the name TaskRabbit. That's a real thing. No, oh, no that's a real thing. Yeah, I had yeah. no idea. Us well, just just townies in South I, uh, Carolina down here. Well, like, down here we just do do stuff here in South Carolina. You know a guy. Yeah. Yeah. We just yes, know we I know, know a guy. guy. That's what I do. I got all kinds of TaskRabbits. I've always heard of TaskRabbit as being a thing like, oh, I need somebody to stand in line for me to get like concert tickets or something like, like, or, or, or like to, to fetch and carry and, you know, do errands or whatever. I had no idea that it got this complicated. And I imagine at some point it's like, well, you can't ask them to be your plumber because that's like, I think there's a license for that, right? Yeah, like, electrician. There's, there's certain, there are certain tasks that are beyond the TaskRabbit. But yeah, he's getting in there and, and, and doing the dangerous stuff. Yeah, you can have them paint. You can have them carry. I've had a TaskRabbit carry really heavy dresser. I could move you can have them this, she's used the task you've used the task grab yeah. man how do we not no, lead with okay, that so i have used to task grab it and i've been a task grab it without actually going through the app i've done it all gig economy new york thank you for keeping me alive so you were a black market job. task grab it yes, yeah exactly okay. you're a scab you may you just give us all a bad name scab rabbit wow. that's right scab rabbit that's good oh wait alonzo i should market that <laughs> don't hate it at all uh well man Answered. Answered. Asked and answered. <laughs> Asked, is it, is it, how does it work? And, and answered. answered. No one knows, but it does. It does. It certainly does. Uh, Dan? Um, I want to know about Steve Lund's wife. Steve Lund. I, I want to know if she ever finds out. I mean, they take the high road, but they also allow this poor woman who believes she's in a, a what a, amounts to be a committed monogamous relationship you know who knows she does That's she a lifetime movie yes it is and i i'm i'm here to find out the answer to that question because i i was curious i love the fact that they were like you know what it's not our job we're just not going to get hurt by him we're just going to move on but i also like was like man we're just going to let this slide over here because you know they're not going to tell her so that was my question there you go. That's all I have. Uh, we did. Everybody, congratulations. My husband, Dr. Steve Lund, That's is right. gay. Steve Lund. <laughs> Steve Lund. <laughs> uh, we did, everybody. Congratulations. Another job well done. Only one more to go. 
And we wow. saved, a, saved the last one to be a doozy. It's California Christmas 2. Jackson, I'm going to need you to watch the first one. It is Casablanca. Oh, yeah. It I is so good. Yeah. Oh, actually, oh, it's good. Okay. No, no, no. It's, it's, it's no, the worst thing you'll ever see. But <laughs> oh. um, it's the one where the guy is going to tell her that he's lying about his identity. And, and instead of doing that, they, they do the dirty. Um and so shit yeah is so this, that's what happens. Does this have a sommelier? It's the anti all the way. Is yeah. this the yeah. sommelier? Yeah. yeah, that's a classic, man. So, California <laughs> Christmas too. It's coming, everybody. <laughs> Until then, may we be the first to wish you a Merry, Merry Christmas. Deck the Hallmarks of Bramble Jam podcast. It's presented by Philo TV. It's produced by Brandon Gray and recorded live in, yeah, that Greenville, South Carolina. Set decor is by Plum at Haywood Mall. For more information on Deck the Hallmark, you can go to deckthehallmark.com. For more information on Bramble Jam Podcast Network, you can go to bramblejampodcast.com. You're about to hear some ads that help keep the lights on here at the studio. Feel free to listen. Feel free to turn it off, whatever you want to. But either way, thanks so much for your support.